I'm Charmian Carr. I played Liesl von Trapp in The Sound of Music. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for joining us. This is episode 270 of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. My name is Brian Zemrak. I'm your host. And this week, our guest is Charmian Carr, who played Liesl on The Sound of Music. That's right. She's going to be here. She's no longer 16 going on 17, but she's going to be here, and she's going to be talking about the sound of music and all that went on there, and it's going to be a lot of fun, so I hope you're going to stick around. And we also have another interview with special correspondent Derek Zemrak, who's going to be coming our way with an interview with Katie Chang and Israel Broussard of the new movie that's out called The Bling Ring. So it's in theaters now. Stick around. That's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. But before we get into that and remake Madness, I want to ask you all something, okay? Now, uh, here at On Screen and Beyond, I know we've been asking you, you know, to check out our website and everything, like, and tell a friend and all that. But for a long time, we have been hitting a lot of people here, uh, getting onto the, the website and downloading the show. And we've uh, had a high of 92,000 people in a day. All right. Now, of course, when I talk with publicists, they always ask how many people listen to the show and things like that. And uh, I have to say 92,000. And they say, well, I've had somebody ask me, why don't you say 100,000? Well, because it's not 100,000. It's 92,000. And uh, I would like to be able to say that we had 100,000 people in a day listening to On Screen and Beyond. But I'm not going to do it unless we actually hit it. So uh, what I'd like you to do is... Tell a friend, because we are, what, at 270 shows right now. We're moving up to our 300th. So by our 300th, I would like to be able to say that. And, of course, that helps us to get uh, more people uh, to uh, come on to the show. And publicists, you know, they'll say, well, they have a lot of listeners and all that. So uh, we'll have our clients go on there. So uh, what I would like you to do is turn around and... Tell a friend. And, I mean, really tell them and, you know, get them to go to the show, download it, to listen to it, to look at the website, whatever, just so we can hit the 100,000 in a day. All right? So let's make it a campaign, like, okay? <laughs> we really got to get you out there. Uh, before our 300th show, I would like to be able to say that. So if you get a chance, tell a friend, and really let's help push this so we can get over the 100,000 mark in a day. And I'd appreciate that very much. Also, if you're going to be shopping, be sure to go to onscreenandbeyond.com. And uh, like I always say, it doesn't cost you anything. But if you see one of our sponsors is where you're going to be shopping anyways, if you would just click on their ad, it'll take you to their site, and then you do your shopping. Okay? And we'll get a little credit for that, and we'd appreciate that. So, before the 300 show, let's hit the 100,000 mark in a day. Okay? Now... It's time for Remake Madness, here at On Screen and Beyond. 
please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. Well, the remake of Tomb Raider will be written by Marty Noxon, who was the executive producer, or one of the executive producers, on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And Haley Steinfeld will star as one of the star-crossed lovers in the remake of Romeo and Juliet, coming your way on September 6th of 2013. And you can look for Michael Bay and Tom Clancy to bring us a big-screen version of the video game Ghost Recon. That is it for Remake Madness. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as new movies? It's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies. A spy comedy called Susan Cooper is a James Bond-style comedy, and it will feature a female lead. And Adam Sandler's back. He's going to be starring in a new comedy called Hello, Ghost. And Chris Columbus is going to be directing it. And Emma Watson will star in Queen of the Tearling, and it's a film based on the fantasy novel trilogy. That is it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as sequels? We'll take a peek as we go down to Sequel City here at On Screen and Beyond. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is now official. Robert Downey Jr. has signed on for Avengers 2 and Avengers 3. And Independence Day 2 has a release date finally. It's going to be shown on July 3rd, 2015. And X-Men Days of Future Past will land in theaters on May 23rd, 2014. That is it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as TV on DVD? It's next. TV on DVD, well, July 30th. HBO's Banshee Season 1 will come to DVD. And you can look for Ancient Aliens Season 5, Volume 1, as it arrives in September on DVD. And on July 16th, Matlock, the ninth and final season, arrives. That is it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we'll take a peek at what's coming away as far as movies on DVD. Movies on DVD, August 13th. The star-studded The Big Wedding with De Niro and Robin Williams and many others will come to Blu-ray, DVD, digital download, video on demand, and pay-per-view. On September 3rd, Empire State with Liam Hemsworth and Emma Roberts and Dwayne Johnson. Uh, they'll be hitting stores on Blu-ray and DVD. And on July 9th, you can look for The Power of Few with Christopher Walken and Christian Slater. And it will come to you on Blu-ray and DVD. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV time. TV time, well, it looks like Ray Romano will return to Parenthood during Season 5. And January will bring us Michael Bay's new pirate series called Black Sails on Stars. And Hemlock Grove over at Netflix has been renewed for a second season. That's it for TV time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, special correspondent Derek Zemrak comes your way. 
He's going to be talking to two of the stars of the Bling Ring out in theaters right now, Katie Chang and Israel Broussard. And it's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Welcome to the show, Katie and Israel, Thank the you. stars of The Bling Ring. Welcome. Thank you. So, fresh from Cannes Film Festival, how was that experience for you? It was a lot of fun. A little bit overwhelming, but it was, it was fun. Glad we had the opportunity. Yeah, and I, I think it was perfect because we were all there together, too. So, oh. we just got to kind of enjoy working together again after being away for a Year. Get right. the gang back together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Sophia Coppola directed and wrote the film, and it's based on basically an article in Vanity Fair. So how was it in terms of ad-libbing, in terms of how much free reign did she give you to explore your characters? Sophia really wanted us to be in the moment, and uh, so I think the first uh, week of filming, which was actually scheduled bonding time, mm-hmm. I think she was just pushing for us to get that enthusiasm and uh, character and charisma that we needed for uh, robbing these houses. Yeah, and I don't think any of us were really expecting the amount of um, improvisation we were going to be allowed to do. You know, she really sometimes would just kind of turn on the camera when it was really when all five of us were in the same room together. Um, for the scenes where there are individual characters and there needs to be specific plot point that gets across, of right. course, we'll follow the script. But she's not married to her words, and she really let us, when we were all together, yeah. robbing those houses, just kind of go with it. <laughs> well, it seemed like when the party scenes yeah. and, and, like you said, in the robbing the houses, it was like... You guys were there. I mean, it was like, yeah. it was real. <laughs> so it was quite... Well, it's kind of like we weren't even filming. I mean, once you get into it, you're, you've forgotten about the camera. And you actually shot cut. in Paris Hilton's house, which yes. is one of the houses that got robbed. I mean, it was amazing. I think we both had a moment when we walked in that we were like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're here. <laughs> and it was funny because her neighborhood, they don't let you film there. And so we had to sneak in. Uh-huh. So it almost felt like we were robbing her house. <laughs> All over again. Yeah, but we were lucky to have that space. She was really cool to, to give us that. Those clothes, they were hers. They weren't props. They were yeah. actually her, her closet and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there was a couple outfits picked out that were, you know, put Set there. but things that we had to get. But um, most of it was, yeah. was all of her stuff. And was she around? She, she was she around uh, about a week before for yeah. the club scene when you see her in her cameo. Um, okay. But no, while we were filming, she was in Australia. So. Yeah, right. she let us just kind of run around her house for two days. It was really <laughs> cool. <laughs> and this is actually your first feature film, yes. correct? And you got another one coming out. I do. Um, I did a film last summer called A Birder's Guide to Everything mm, with Sir Ben Kingsley and Cody Smith-McPhee. And um, that went to Tribeca, and it played really well there. So now we're just waiting to see if it gets picked up. And you're almost a veteran at some 2008 and yeah. it flipped, which is one of my favorite movies, actually. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I just uh, actually did a really cool music video for M83. Oh, cool. um, Bryce Dallas Howard directed uh, called Claudia Lewis, and that's with Lily Collins. I'm really excited for it to come out. I don't know when it will. What do you think the pop culture in society today is actually... It's so portrayed in this movie. I heard you guys had journals or something that you had to take as an acting method. Can you explain that a little bit? Sophia really encouraged us to um, to kind of write down our thoughts as our characters and um, our reactions to things that we saw in our daily lives, yeah. pop culture-wise, fashion-wise, really anything. Um, and that was a kind of a cool tool to reverse back on if we were having trouble getting um, our characters uh, acclimated to a scene. We could just kind of go back to those journals and see what we were thinking at the beginning of production. Yeah, I had to learn a lot about fashion mostly <laughs> <laughs> like I said it was a really a fascinating film I think it tells you a lot about what 
pop culture has changed society for children. I mean, the party scenes. I mean, I have a teenage son, and I'm like, oh, my God, is this what's really going on? <laughs> I <It's> hope like, not. <laughs> both of you did a wonderful job, and, you Thank know, for you. your first movie, you were all excellent. And it's almost like, you know, the early Coppola, you know. It's sure. like those having those young actors. <laughs> I think you guys are ready to, to skyrocket. So. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. I want to thank Derek Zumarek, special correspondent here at On Screen and Beyond, for sharing that interview with Katie Chang and Israel Broussard from The Bling Ring. Bling Ring is out in theaters right now, so be sure to check that out. And it is time now for our interview with Charmian Carr, Diesel from The Sound of Music. She is next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining me today on On Screen and Beyond is an actress who played one of the Von Trapp family members in the beloved movie classic, The Sound of Music. It's Charmian Carr. Charmian, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you. Now, Sound of Music is such a classic film. While filming the movie, did you ever imagine that it would become the movie that it has? No, none of us even had the faintest imagination including the director and the producer. Working with the actors that you were on there, did you know uh, Julie Andrews uh, or of her work, or had you known her at all? No, I didn't know. As far as your acting career, this was the first movie that you had ever done? Yes. How did you come about getting the role? My mother was in vaudeville in Chicago, and she had an agent that called her one day when after we had moved out to California and said, don't you have three daughters and isn't one of them over 18, looks 16, and can sing and dance and act? And she said, well, Charmian looks young. So I went on the interview they were already two weeks into rehearsals without finding Liesel. The producer and the director could never decide on their Liesel. So when I went in, there wasn't anyone to compare myself to because no one was there. And I read for the casting agent, and I came back the next day and read for the director and then I came back and danced for the choreographers. And then I came back the fourth day and sang for the producer and director. And they hired me, but they hired me, it was odd. And in two weeks, I would be hired, depending on if my eyes didn't look too blue in the screen test. And they couldn't get the stage for the screen test until two weeks. So I joined the other children, and they thought they had found their Liesel. And I kept telling them, well, maybe not. Maybe my eyes are going to be too blue. 
What was the reason for the, the blue eyes? What was the problem? I think it was Julie Andrews, that she had blue eyes, too. And they didn't want my blue to affect her blue. <laughs> that sounds kind of kind of strange that they they would worry about that so much. I mean, if they found a good singer and dancer, you think that would be the main thing behind it. So you had no stage or film career or anything like that before this, right? Right. But my mother and father sang. The odds of somebody bring you know usually they'll go out and get a movie person who has a lot of time on screen and everything. And Now, was that the same true for all the other members of the cast? No. No, it wasn't. So they, they had some experience. Mm -hmm. um, In fact, Little Gretel, it was her fourth movie. <laughs> now, I also heard that your younger sister, uh, Darlene, is it? Yes. Actually sang in some of the parts of the movie to add more voice to, to the uh, sound of the family? Is that true? Yes, it is absolutely true. They had 11 of us singing for seven of us. And is it true that she was also singing for Kurt when he had his the high notes? Yes. Now, for the whole song or just for? No, for the high notes. Just the high notes. Hmm. So you got to work with your sister then? Mm-hmm. Now, was she in Austria, too? No. Now, I was wondering, during the filming, when you see them, you're, you're singing and doing the Do-Re-Mi song, it looked like you were actually singing, or was it recorded beforehand and you were lip-syncing? I was lip-syncing, and it was recorded beforehand. But I sang along with the lip-syncing. Yeah, because it looked, it looked like you were really singing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, just out of a, for a little test, do you remember, were you do, re, mi, fa? I was T. T, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I asked the same question of uh, Heather. I've had Heather, I've talked with her before and interviewed her, and also um, Angela. What's your fondest memory of The Sound of Music? My fondest memory of Sound of Music was when I did my dance in the gazebo. Mm -hmm. And I went through the window on the first take because the wardrobe department didn't put the rubber on my soles of my shoes. And everybody panicked. But I continued to dance. They taped my leg up with an ace bandage, and they gave me what they thought was a vitamin B12 shot. But after I've read the biographies of Judy Garland and Marilyn Monroe, I think it was an upper. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I danced all day, and the pain never hurt. Hmm. And the fondest memory is with the crew getting up and applauding me at the end of the day. What about your funniest memory? I mean, that <laughs> a lot, a little bit of that is funny, but I, is that the funniest memory you remember? Yes. Now, it was either Heather or 
um, Angela that was telling us a story about one of the little girls falling into the water. Yes. And she didn't know how to swim. Yes, Gretel didn't know how to swim. <laughs> and she threw up on Heather. Yeah, she told me. <laughs> <laughs> So were there a lot of things like that that happened, you know, where you you, you fall and, and, and somebody falls in the water and all those different things? Did a lot of little, nothing serious, but, you know, enough that things happened? Yes. And the probably the most important is that Debbie Turner lost teeth and they had to put bridges in for her. She just lost teeth from naturally, or she had bumped into something? No, naturally. Naturally. Did you ever actually meet the Von Trapp family? Yes, we did. Before filming, after filming? or Maria was there before the filming. Mm -hmm. But we attended the Van Trapp Lodge. I think it was 15 years ago. In Vermont, correct? Mm -hmm. yeah. When you all got together like that, did all of you sing or anything? No. No? That would have been something to see. Yes. What was your favorite scene from the movie? I think something good, where Julie sings to Christopher, mm -hmm. and he sings back to her after they decided that they were going to get married. That's my favorite scene. Now, a lot of people have thought that Edelweiss was either the national anthem of, of Austria or that it was something that had always been there because it was such a, fit, a song that fit into the movie. But uh, it actually wasn't. It was written specifically for the movie, correct? Yes, Richard Rogers wrote it. As far as it being inducted into the classic film Hall of Fame. It must be quite a thrill for that. Yes, it is. It really is. It's definitely a movie that is beloved by everyone, I believe. I don't I don't know anybody that could have anything bad to say about that film. Except Chris, Christopher Plummer. Really? He called it the sound of mucus. He didn't he didn't like the film even to this day? I think he's getting used to it After to this all. day. But he wanted to do the film because he wanted to sing. And they dubbed him at the last minute. Oh, I didn't even know that. He didn't sing? No, he didn't sing. Wow. Oh. Now, I, you can't, <laughs> don't destroy my, 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 my image, but Julie sang, correct? Yes, okay. <laughs> absolutely. Could he actually play guitar? They taught he and I how to play one song, The Sound of Music, on the guitar. Mm -hmm. And they taught him to play Edelweiss. But we couldn't play. Now, when it was nominated for an Academy Award, do you remember how you felt back then? Oh, yes, I was thrilled. Sure you were. Yes. Where were you when they told you that it was uh, going to be nominated for an Academy Award? I think I was home with my mother. Was it your first time going to Austria when? Uh, yes. I had been going to college studying speech therapy 
with saving money from my work as a doctor's assistant to go to Europe. And then I got to go, go free of charge. And be paid. <laughs> yes, and be paid. When the picture won Best Picture for the Oscars, were were you all in attendance? Yes, we were all in attendance at my home. We weren't invited. Well, you weren't invited. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> so we had a party at my house. Is that something that it was just back then they didn't invite everybody like they do now? Yes. Okay, now I understand that you wrote a book uh, with the other cast members. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, it's called The Sound of Music Family Scrapbook. And we have mementos of everything we did there. And when did you write this? Two years ago. So it's available at any bookstore, or Amazon, or any of those places? And you can go to our website, The oh, Sound of Music 7. And uh, actually, what I'll do is I'll also put uh, a link right on my site so people can click on it uh, to get to your site. But I'll also put it so they can click on my site and go to uh, Amazon to uh, buy it if they'd like. So Terrific. Was it fun writing that book, looking back at back then? It was great fun. Now, did you all do it together in one room, or was it something you'd, t you'd each write parts and then turn around and email it to each other and yes, talk that way? we did. Did you have any memorabilia that they let you have from the film? Yes, and we duplicated it, and we put it in pages in the book. What type of memorabilia were you, did they allow you to take? I know a lot of times now they say that they don't allow people to take things, but back then I know a lot of people did get uh, memorabilia to did, do you have the dress made out of curtains or anything like that? No. No. But we had the letter from Robert Wise, who it was a little note, and he thanked us all. And we had the scripts, and we had the shooting schedules. Well... The, the movie is just a great film, and you did such a great job in it. You then did only one more film on TV, correct? Mm-hmm. Evening Primrose. And that was with... Um, Anthony, Anthony Perkins. Anthony Perkins, yes. Uh, so Stephen Sondheim wrote the music, yeah. and we sang it live. Oh, it was a live show. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that must have been, been a little different. Yes. It was, but I loved it. Now, why didn't you continue in your career? Is there something that, that happened that you decided not to continue? Yes, I got married, and my husband didn't want me to work anymore while we had a family. Oh, yeah. So I did television commercials. Now, you also later on, or I don't know if it was at that time or later on, you're a home decorator, is that correct? I'm an interior, interior designer. Designer, okay, yeah. I started my business in the late 70s, and my older daughter is in it with me now, too. Mm -hmm. So what made you decide to go in that direction? I don't know. I did my house, and people kept asking me if I would help them with theirs. 
And I did, and it was word of mouth. Now, was it true that you, you did Michael Jackson's house? Yes. I worked for him for eight and a half years. Eight and a half years? Yes. So it must have been one continuous, it, it just wasn't a single job, it was just was it room after room or was it house after house? It was room after room. Was this years before he passed away or? It was 1980 to 87, the good years. The thriller years. When the he was thriller, thriller years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I, w I want to finish up with two final questions. It's going to take us away from the sound of music and everything. It's what I usually end up the, the interviews with. As far as you, for uh, when you watch TV, now and in the past, what's your favorite TV shows? Blue Bloods, the new Tom Selleck show. Yes. I think it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I also like Downton Abbey. That's a popular one right now, mm -hmm. for sure. Now, this is a tough question. What about movies? What are your favorite movies of all time? Well, Iron Man was my favorite until I saw the third, and I was disappointed. Oh, you were? Mm -hmm. But I loved Camelot. Now, the sound of music right into your top, your top favorite movies? Oh, yes. All right, well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. You're welcome. Charmaine Carr, I want to thank her so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. And what a great movie, The Sound of Music. If you have not seen it, I don't know where you have been, but uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, it's, it's a great film and a lot of great music in it. And Charmaine Carr did a great job in that film. So uh, be sure to check that out. And let's see here. We have uh, just about finished this episode of On Screen and Beyond. 270. 270 episodes that you can go back to onscreenandbeyond.com and listen to every one of them. Be sure to tell a friend. Remember, we are on a campaign by our 300th show to be able to say that we had over 100,000 people listening in a day to on screen and beyond so uh, we've been up to 92,000 but I'm shy of the the hundred thousand so be sure to tell a friend let's really make that push and uh, knock us over the 100,000 a day mark so uh, appreciate it if you do that and uh, if you'd like to s say something to me or talk to me email me at feedback at on screen and com. and uh, if you have a suggestion for a guest be sure to send it to that same address, and I will see what I can do about getting that person on. In fact, uh, somebody about, uh, oh, I would say probably three or four, maybe maybe even five or six months ago, sent me uh, an email, and uh, just this week I got a response from the person that they wanted me to get, and we are going to be getting that person on the show. So it's like... That's an example of sometimes it takes me a long time to get these people to get a connection, but I finally did it. And, uh, you know, a lot of the people we have actually are people that uh, you have suggested. Uh, but uh, this is an example of one that has taken months and months and months to get them. And uh, we are going to be having that person coming up. So I hope that you will uh, keep listening to On Screen and Beyond and uh, share your thoughts with me. If you like the show, you know, say something. If you don't, okay, tell me that too. You know, see what I can do about fixing it. 
And if you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. If you are on iTunes, go ahead and leave a review for us. That'll help uh, increase our listeners, too, so we can hit that 100,000-day mark. And that's a wrap for this week. Until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Thank you.